With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. And here we are. Hey, special guest time right here on Gators Breakdown. Gators wide receiver, Jaquavion Frazier's hopping on Gators Breakdown, bringing it to you, Gator Nation. Jaquavion, hey, welcome, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate you for having me. Yeah. Uh, first podcast? For, for, for uh, yes, sir. First there podcast. There we go. There we go. Hopefully, hopefully this won't be the last time. We'll, we'll get you out there in front of Gator Nation even more. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, before we get to uh, Dukavion, reminder, this is brought to you by Florida Victorious, Florida's new NIL entity, leading entity right here. And through the month of May, they have a $2 million match challenge you guys can donate today. Uh, let's double the impact this month. You know, for the month of May, every new pledge, one-time pledges, memberships, signups will be matched up to a total of total of $2 million. So let's get that NIL up there for the Gators through this $2 million match challenge through Florida Victorious. Yeah, and like I said, Florida Victorious bringing the Jaquavion Frazier's right here on Gators Breakdown. So Jaquavion, hey, let's get straight to it, man. Um, let's go back a week. You, uh, Anthony Richardson, good friend of yours, gets drafted. What, what, what was it? My boy. Your boy, your boy, that's right. Uh, hey, look, that was exciting to see last Thursday night, him going number four overall to the Colts. But, uh, hey, NFL.com on Twitter threw out a, a little um, interaction between you and the former Gators quarterback. We'll take a look at that, and then we'll get your thoughts on the other side. Yes, sir. What is this? This is going to make me cry. Let's see. Hey, yeah. hey what's up, man? What's good, bro? How they, how they got you on here? Man, look, you're asking too many questions, bro. Congratulations, man. Appreciate you, man. Congratulations. Appreciate you, gang. Hey, I'm talking about from the AU basketball to the NFL draft. Come on now, bro. You're doing it. You're doing it. Yeah, doing, doing it big, man. <laughs> Life to you good, bro. I see it. I'm saying keep going. Please keep going. For sure. Keep it going. For sure. Love you too, guy. I love you, family. What's up? Got my boy Baby J on there, man. Got Baby J on there. Hey, you wanna get more of this again? We go way back. You know, we play AU basketball together. You know, middle school and high school. Talking on the phone with him, you know, it's just different. Now, shout out to you, Jay. I love you, my boy. Dequavion, that was last week, right after, right after he gets drafted, man, and you get to you get to go in and have that interaction with him. You were at the draft party last week at the Swamp, uh, watching your close friend get drafted. What did it mean to to see that and then be able to have that access with him last week? Uh, you know, knowing our history and stuff like that, man, it just felt it felt great. Honestly, seeing him walk the big stage after everything we've been through, all the hardships, trials and tribulations and stuff, it felt it was probably the happiest moment of my life yet for somebody else. So 
like, I guess give everybody a, a little more background on the the relationship between between you and AR. You know, a little bit of basketball, but how did that relationship blossom? You know, through AAU and then coming to Florida together. Uh, me and Aunt, like you said, played AAU basketball. Well, we met back in AAU basketball in eighth grade, and we played for the Thunderstruck along with a couple other Gators on the team, like Gervon Dexter, uh, Leonard Manuel. He's not here with us, but. Um, yeah, that's where we all met. That's where we all made a bond at. And then we all just made stayed committed and stayed close throughout high school, stuff like that, as you know, and went to East Side, which is probably an hour away from Denellen. Um, we played once or twice here or there in scrimmages, seven on seven. So like me and Ant were always, you know what I'm saying, close. Always. And then once we got to the University of Florida, it just everything just clicked and, and it messed well. So what was the last few months for both of you like? You're going through spring practice, and he's going through all this NFL draft prep and all the. I mean, you couldn't turn on ESPN, you couldn't turn on the NFL Network without seeing, you know, Anthony Richardson, your your friend. They're kind of getting critiqued. You know, sometimes it was good, sometimes it was bad. But uh, you know, what was the relationship like the last few months? Seeing him go through that process. I mean, it wasn't a lot of a lot of talking, a lot of texting back and forth, but it was more of a trust thing. Like I know he's. Uh, preparing well for the NFL Combine and stuff like that. Um, and, it, yeah, basically it was like a lot of trust. I know he was going to do, you know what I'm saying, big things. And even with all the critiques and critics and stuff like that, it was it was kind of hard watching that, kind of listening to it and being like, yeah, that's not factual. But through the past couple of months, it's been, it's been like a trust thing. Like, I know he's doing good. So when uh, I want to go back to last season, of course, you know th- about the only season you guys are going to have to to play together, unfortunately. But got to go back to last year, Texas A and M. Man, mm-hmm. I think that was might have been one of the best throws and catches of the season. I know the the LSU game with him to shorter down the field, but man, as far as a beautiful throw and a beautiful catch, take us back to you know Aggie Land last year where you make that beautiful catch over your shoulder in the end zone. Unfortunately, you come up hobbled a little bit after that catch, but man, that, that, that to me was one of the best throws and catches of the year. Um, yeah, it's funny actually because before that play, like right before that play, I wanted to come out because my shoulder was already separated and they it, we run like a fast paced offense, so at that time we couldn't sub, so I had to, you know, stick it out. And like I think as Ant said this in an interview before, like he looked out there, he liked the matchup. It was a yes or no throw, um, and he let it ride, and I just made a good play for him. So I want to get that right. You so you were already hurt. You were you 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 made oh, that yeah. beautiful you, you made that beautiful route. You made that beautiful catch with already uh, an injured shoulder. Yes, sir. So was that something you had hurt in that game, or was it just kind of a nagging? nagging? Oh, it, it was probably two plays before oh, on, a, on a special teams rep. Ooh, well, I'm glad you were out there making that catch anyway. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. All right, so um, you know, through this is we're, we're coming together, Jaquavion, through with, with Florida Victorious, uh, and you know the the community work they're doing uh, in Gainesville. So look, that's the home of AR. You know, he's from Gainesville, grew up uh, there in Gainesville, going to high school in Gainesville. Now he's on the advisory board for Florida Victorious. And look, we've seen recently on social media the, the work you're doing in the community. So what does it mean to be able to, to make that impact in the community and to kind of take it further in your good friend's hometown and, and for a group in Florida Victorious where he's involved uh, as, a, as an advisor? Yes, sir. Um, people always say, like, football is a game. Football, I'm just here to play football. I'm just at the University of Florida to play football. I'm just at any university to play football. But – um, Florida Victorious gives us the, gives us the opportunity to 
take steps into influence other people's lives to to where it can open people's eyes to where it's like you're more of an impact than a football player. Um, you affect more people in your life than you think you do every day. And Florida Victorious opens our eyes up to that, and they they just show us something different every time. Someone who we influence every different every time. Jaquavion, what's been your uh, your favorite community involvement uh, so far? You know, it can be under uh, certain events where you get to meet some of the fans and and have interaction with the fan base, but also you do some good things in the community. Uh, my favorite would probably have to be the food for kids that I just did. Um, going back to like, I think it was like middle, like middle school. Like, well, let me start off with saying this: food for kids was. Um, they are the people that like make food bags for kids that, like, are living in almost poverty. So they make food bags for them. So when they go to when they leave school Friday, they're they're able to eat during the weekend with their like they provide food for the kids that their parents can't be provided. So making those food bags this past Monday, that was probably my favorite because I was one of those students at the time. Quavio, that's something, you know, probably we, you know, we should get into a little bit. You know, some some out there don't see the benefit of, of name, image, and likeness. You know, these are good things. These are the good stories that come from that. And, you know, in Florida Victorious is a huge part of that, getting you guys out there, giving you these opportunities. You know, so for somebody out there who – doesn't necessarily believe in the name, image, and likeness for, you know, student athletes out there. You know, there are some good things going on. You know, what, what, what kind of message would you would you like to send? You know, it's not just a, a money grab. You know, you guys are limited in the things that you can do with all the time and constraints of school and all the time constraints of, of college football. You know, how far uh, in helping just you uh, does name, image, and likeness go? Um, like I said, it's deeper than football. I mean, it's it's one thing getting paid just to make a pose, just to do this, just to do that. But Florida Victorious, they they help us a lot getting out in the community. And I didn't, and it's not even like a like for getting paid and stuff like that. It's to actually actually um, make a difference in someone's life. Like make sure they know that I'm just, I'm a human just like you are. Yeah, and for you, like you said, it's kind of personal too. You know, been through some struggles, so you know how it is. You know, you want to kind kind of pay it forward a bit. Mm -hmm, for sure. All right, so let's get to a little bit more football. You know, spring practice just just got over with a bit. You know, how do you think uh, the Gators come out of spring and um, and, and how you know able that or how you were able to to go through spring a bit? Um, I mean, we still have a long way. I think we're in a good place, but we still got a long way to go. Obviously, I feel good with the position we're in, um, with the offense and stuff like that clicking well. The defense is making was making plays, as you could tell. I mean, we're in a, we're in a great place. Um, individually, spring didn't go obviously how I wanted to. Um, I didn't participate in three weeks of spring, including the spring game, due to an injury. But um, I, I feel like I made some good strides since then, and, and I'm ready to attack the season. So, what, what kind of things can you learn while you while you're on the sideline there? Of course, you'd love to be taking those reps and and everything there. But you know what? The, how does the focus shift uh, when you're not being able to be out there on the field? Um, you just got to close up the little guys, basically just. Um, keep a good mind. Keep a good. Keep everybody motivated. I mean, you can't. You can keep yourself motivated by doing that. Yeah, you've got some experience there, but uh, there's uh, some guys that were taking part in spring practice that didn't <laughs> have a lot of experience. Some early enrollee true freshmen, and look, a lot has been made uh, about those guys. What did you see from from Aiden Mizell and Andy Jean out there taking part in spring practice? Oh, they're great ball players. Um, they have a bright future at the here at the University of Florida. Um, they have great drive, great motive. Those are, those are my little brothers. I love them to death. 
How do you think they progressed from you know practice one to all the way to the spring game? Did you did did you did you like the way they progressed? Did you see some progression uh, and how better they were from practice one to to the spring game? Oh yeah, most definitely. I think the the biggest thing for them was getting used to the pace of practice. Uh, coming from high school into college, being thrown out into the fire, I had the same problem as well. Being thrown out into the fire, you get learning new signals, learning new people, learning new coaches, new signals, plays, everything like that. It just flies, and they all throw it at you at the same time. So, and I think they and I think they handled that pretty well. So uh, we get the you know the news. Xavier Henderson, a teammate of yours, uh, is transferring out of the program now. So. Does that put more on you? Are you looking at, you know, yourself in the mirror and some of the other veterans, you know, Pearsall, Burt, Douglas, and maybe a, a Khalil Jackson as well as vets of the group. Are you guys looking at yourselves to kind of put more ownership on yourselves with now losing a veteran out of the program? I mean, we, we've we all always had a tip on our shoulder, so this is like honestly nothing new. Um, we were all going to get our name called at some point to go out there on the field and make our plays. Um, obviously, with Henderson leaving, there's more opportunities that that arise. But I think all of us are pretty much ready in order to take that next step up. So, of course, now the wide receiver coach that was heavily in recruiting you <laughs> from his previous time here was, of course, Coach Billy Gonzalez and him coming back. And, you know, how how is playing the wide receiver position different in each system? Of course, he's the same coach, but – were you able to pick up on any different? I mean, I know he will, he didn't get to go through all the spring practice. It was kind of limited for him as well. But did you notice any differences from him in Dan Mullen's offense to now Billy Napier's offense? Uh, no. Nah, I mean, like you said, it's a different system, but he still coaches the same exact things. He still coaches how the old Billy G used to coach. He probably he probably coached Percy Harvin the same exact way. Um, Coach G doesn't care who you are, where you're from. He's gonna be he's gonna be on your back regardless, no matter the system. He's going to coach what he needs to coach. So if we go to that, you know, personally for you, uh, now you, you do, you know, you uh, had Billy Gonzalez, Kerry Colbert last year, now Billy Gonzalez again. But now going to that previous offense, so what uh, what differences in the in the offense do you see from from Dan Mullen's offense to Billy Napier's offense? You know what uh, what do you need to be as a wide receiver in each offense, and you know what uh, what are the benefits of this offense that you see? Uh, what I need to be in this offense, obviously, this goes for every, well, all 11 players on the field and including the defense we're going against, you need to be in shape. We go fast, we're, we're up pace, um, we get a big play, we're coming right back at you with another fast play. So being in shape is a big thing for that. Uh, another thing would probably be just like staying on your P's and Q's, knowing where your coach is for signals and everything like that. Just just knowing knowing your offense, honestly. And as far as I guess the physical part of it, you know, is there a uh, do you do you play the position different in, in, in this offense? You know, I know Dan Mullen's offense, and you can correct me if, if we're wrong here. Is like uh, we knew you had to be a great blocker. I'm sure you got to be a great blocker in this offense as well. But maybe as far as route running, maybe the type of routes. Uh, what what are some of the maybe key differences in these two offenses? Um, key differences would probably be I'd say like like you said, the blocking is a big part, but. I don't think the blocking comes with the system or the coaching or whatever. Well, yeah, it comes with the coaching in my point. Like, Billy G makes a big emphasis on coaching, blocking. You don't get the ball in your hands, go block, go put your hands on somebody. So that would probably be the biggest difference, honestly, besides, um, what could I say? Uh, I honestly say that's it. 
And now, so I, I guess going for you, when you get back there on the field, when you get back healthy, where do you want to see yourself uh, get better? You know, what do you want to work on in these months leading up to fall camp and then the season coming up? I mean, obviously, um, I'm still going through rehab and stuff like that, so I, I still need to see some progression in my injury. But getting back on the field will come with, you know, footwork drills and stuff like that just to get back in the groove of everything, staying up stand up to beat and not all that. All right, so, of course, we got to uh, ask about the, these quarterbacks. You were able to take part in spring practice there. Got Graham Mertz, got Jack Miller, uh, both taking part in spring game. Uh, what did you see for, for, from the quarterback spot? You know, what, do you, what are you looking for uh, in, in a receiver, uh, as a receiver, uh, in, in the quarterback that you play with? Uh, and um, you know, I'm sure there's, there's some confidence in, in both those guys. Uh, but, um, you know, what, uh, what did you take away from their performance throughout the spring? Uh, both of those guys are great quarterbacks. Um, great, they're great. They have great confidence and stuff like that. Um, key takeaways would probably be like they're both. They as you know, they both played on both teams, and they both adjusted well to the receivers that they had on their team to the offense, offensive line. You know, they made great adjustments to that. Um, as a receiver, looking for, I would be looking for just somebody just to throw me the ball. Honestly, as long as you can make the right reads and everything like that, then you're good. You're good in my book. Okay, I do have to ask. Uh, you know, Billy Napier did not uh, did not shy away from letting that defense kind of get be aggressive there in that spring game. Of course, you know, did, didn't uh, didn't really call the dogs off uh, for, from that defense. Was that something that you picked up on from that defense all throughout spring camp? You know, can we expect that type of aggression? Can we expect that type of speed that those guys were flying around with all night? From the only time we really got to see it was in the spring game. Mm, most definitely. Um, yeah, you can you can definitely expect that for the rest of the twelve games. Um, I think Coach Coach Napier made an emphasis on the defense being stronger, physical, faster, stronger. Um, especially by bringing Coach Armstrong in from I think he came from Southern Miss, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yep. Yeah, he came, he brought Coach Armstrong in, and Coach Armstrong is he's he's a great guy, funny guy, but he's also a great coach. I'll go, go back one more question about the quarterbacks quickly. You know, we know it's a battle going into to fall camp. Why would you say Graham Mertz can win the job? And why would you say Jack Miller can go out there and win the job? You know, if, if there's a difference between the two, you know, what would win the job over the other? There's really no difference in between the two. Um, at that point, you just have to you just have to put trust in Coach Napier. Like you said, like we have to buy into the program every time we sign we sign our NLI and that's a letter of intent, like you just have to trust those coach Napier on that one. I can't, I can't really discuss that. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, let's go back a bit more. You know, we talked about your relationship with Anthony Richardson, you know, AAU basketball days too, but let's go back a bit, you know, and you played some defense uh, back in high school a bit too. I mean, 48 tackles, two interceptions, uh, um, and uh, re interception return for a touchdown as a safety uh, as a senior. But then you go to your junior year, 107 tackles, four interceptions as a junior, and then you also play outfield uh, for, for the baseball team, batting 475, you had 37 runs batted in, 49 stolen bases as a junior in 2019. So a two-part question here, do you miss playing defense a little bit, and do you miss playing baseball? Um, I miss – I do not miss playing defense at all. Like, <laughs> I, made an emphasis to my, I made a point to myself where, like, I'd be, I would rather be the one getting hit than hitting because I, I can't – I can't do it, like. Just I, the picture, picture a guy like Damian Pierce coming through the hole, coming straight at me, and I'm at six. 
that that that'd be a hard wreck. That'd be a hard wreck to take. But for the baseball thing, um, yeah, I, I kind of miss playing it every now and then. Um, it's not really like a big thing in my life anymore. I mean, obviously, like I miss it. And for like from like a longevity standpoint, I definitely miss it. It's way easier on the body. So yeah, I do miss it. You keep up with the uh, Gator baseball team much? I, I do. Shout out to Jack, man. One yeah. away. Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. He, Jack's another one, and we'll see. Uh, hopefully, uh, he he gets that up in this upcoming uh, this series this weekend. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's killing the ball right now. I mean, it's, it's crazy how he can go out there and just play, but and he can go pitch, he can go hit, and and, and he excels at both. Exactly. Do you ever get a chance to pitch? No, nah, I never pitched. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I couldn't. No, nah, I couldn't either. I mean, I, I was so short and small; they had me bat and lead off. Then just just because I got walked all the time, so they just use my speed on the base pass because I got walked all the time. So, oh yeah, well, that's how you do it though. That's easy running. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, Jaquavion, um, I know, I, I know. If we go through your bio on the University of Florida's website, one of the main pictures that shows up, uh, and it's after a game, and you know, Billy Napier's right behind you, and, and he's you know, in the picture, he's patting you on the chest a bit. You know, What's your rela- relationship like uh, with the head coach, and do you have a, a good story that you can share uh, about Billy Napier? Um, my relationship with Coach Napier is, is great. I mean, and I can say this. I can speak for the whole team. Coach Napier is a player's man. Like, everything, this is – he makes an emphasis on this is our team, this is not his team. We make all the big-time decisions for, for us as players. But um, a story. The fr- I remember the first day he came in. Well, the first day I met him. I don't think it was the first day he came in. The first time I met him, we were at the bowl game at UCF my sophomore year. And he just came up to me. He patted me on the back. He said, you better get your mind right, Zero. And I can't remember who the corner was at the time. But he was like, that, guy, that guy's coming for you. You better get your mind right, Zero. And I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. He said, "All right." He patted me on the back. I didn't see. I I haven't seen him. Well, I didn't see him until we got back from that break after the bowl game. Okay, okay, there we go. So, uh, what was, of course, last season? We go to the first game of the year, and you get the big win uh, versus Utah, and then you know, just a week later, uh, a disappointing loss versus Kentucky, and it was kind of the story the rest of the year. You know, some some, some highs, some lows, not a lot of consistency last year. Uh, is that a message that's kind of sent throughout the team? There, you like, you know how good you can be. You, you you saw it on display, but you also you know saw some disappointing performances. So is there uh is there a message of maybe more consistency for this season? Oh yeah, most definitely. Even in days like we have like a like a great practice, you know what I'm saying? Even for like not even as a team, like offense. Like I'll say one day defense kills us all day. Um we make an emphasis as offense. Like we we're running gassers today at the end of practice first off and then come back into the huddle make sure we're, we're consistent they can't they can't ever have the upper hand on us ever if they if the, our defense gets the upper hand on us what's going to happen in the fall so we just make an emphasis on staying consistent and and keeping our head keeping our head high was there anything that you could maybe point your finger to uh, last year for you know maybe for those inconsistencies was it just the uh, maybe nature of the beast of a, of a first-year head coach and everything that has to kind of be figured out in a transition in a first-year head coach? And was there, was there anything you guys could really point to that, that, that you know you can kind of key in on this year to fix? Um, maybe, maybe like some guys just weren't 100% bought in. Um, that'd probably be the best thing. Like now everyone's bought into the process. We're, 
we've been in the system for one and a half, two years now, so we know like this is this isn't a facade anymore. If you if you know what I'm saying, like um, guys are guys are way more brought in now. They're taking everything serious. They're taking advantage of every little thing that they can. Get into the facility early, getting treatment, stuff like that. You mentioned the facility. You've been in it about you know for uh, about uh, right before last football season. Yeah, is it, uh, is it everything we thought it would be? And, and more, and more. <laughs> That's a, that sounds good. What's your uh, is it? Do you just lounge around in there? Do you do you, do you find yourself spending more time in there than you thought you would? Man, I might I might be in there more more than I might be home. Honestly, <laughs> like I'm definitely there more than I'm I'm at home. I wake up in the morning during the season, probably like six seven, go work out and then get treatment, cold tubs, hot tubs, whatever. I feel like doing that day. Then I'll lounge around at the pool with a couple guys like. I mean, I'd stay there all day. Um, let's do a few more questions before we wrap up here. And this would be kind of, this, kind of some fun questions here. Um, your favorite pair of Jordans? Every pair of Jordans, ones. Uh, do you want to be specific? Sure. I go lost and found ones, Jordan ones. You can't, you can't go wrong. Or I go black cat fours. Okay. Can't go. There we go. Um, if there's one team on the schedule that you want to beat more than any other, what team is that? Florida State. Florida State. I, fi- I figured it'd be the in-state, in-state rival there. So, so, see, I grew up in Georgia, so it's Georgia for me. Okay, that, that, that's understandable. But <laughs> Florida State, I mean, that's always, that's always uh, the mentality. But, I mean, Georgia is definitely the close second, you know, SEC, SEC's opponent. Yeah. So, definitely that. Or just close second. Yeah. They keep winning those titles. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop that sometime soon. Gotta knock them off that for sure. Um, so orange or blue? I'm a blue guy. I'm a blue guy. Okay, there we go. Um, orange now, but <laughs> uh, so that might actually lead to an answer for my next question. I do ask when I do have a player on. If Billy Napier comes to you. It's a big game. He's Jaquavion. You get to pick the uniform for today's game. What color helmet? What color jersey? What color pants you going with? Man, you got to go white it down. White everything. White Thank helmet. You. White Thank helmet. You. Jersey, white pants, everything. I I, I agree, man. That's uh that, that that's my that's my choice. I I do like I do like the white there. Um I guess so. I, I'll do. I'll do one more question about the white. Then, do you do, do you like the F on the side of the helmet or the or the Gators in the in the cursive right like it is? Um, I think it was one time we ha- actually had like the Gator head on there. Um, maybe sophomore year, it was. It was my second year. We played at USF. I think we had like the the red and like the. That was red, white, yeah, the red, white, and blue. Yeah, I think we had that on our helmets. I mean, that that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I'd rather I'd probably rather the F that just for something different. Okay, there we go. I'm a, I'm a big Speed F fan, so that's uh as you, the helmet's behind me on my shelf there, so oh, yeah. uh, I, I show it off when I can. So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, about anything out there uh, you, you want Gator Nation to know uh, about you know yourself, the team coming up for this coming up season, or you know, and just you know being a student athlete, a football player at University of Florida. Um, anybody out there watching, just keep your head motivated. If you want to be a Florida Gator, keep your head down and don't stop grinding. 
Oh, quick, one, one more, one more question, and then I will let you go. So we we know these visits come up, you know. In I know we can't, you know, speak by name on, on high school players, but um, when they come out on visits and stuff, you know, what, what's the visit look like on, on for your side when when you're hosting players and you know, and, and you have an interaction with high school players? You know, what's the what's the thing that you guys do to make sure that they know the best and everything Florida has to offer? Um, obviously, like we give them our time. Our time is very valuable. Um, given that we don't have much free time as it is, as like you said, student athletes, but letting them letting them know, like, you know what I'm saying, top spots around, like we'll go to Swamp, have a good time. Let them know, like, these people actually care about us. Like, if we go to Swamp, there's obviously going to be multiple people there. A lot of, well, a lot of people there, a lot of fans that keep up with the team. So, didn't, like, we take them to, like, Swamp or Ballyhoo's or something like that to let them know, like, the community is behind us. Awesome. All right. Jaquavion, man, thanks for joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. We all get, get ready for first game of the season on the road at Utah. I'm sure that's one you guys are looking forward to as well. Uh, hey, it's a it's a road trip. Florida doesn't get to take too often, you know, way out there west. So uh, it'd be interesting to see Florida in a different setting like that. I'm sure you guys are ready too. Yes, sir. All right. Jaquavion Frazier's Gators wide receiver joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. Jaquavion, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you for having me. Have a nice one. You too.